Blog Talk Radio. morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode that is entitled, Jesus is Our Lifeline Through Life and Death. And as always, I like to read our promotional material And today I'm going to actually include the short pitch, which is, Jesus is the lifesaver who rescues us from death and gives eternal life. And then the promotional material reads like this, upon conception of a life, uh, excuse me, upon the, upon exception of, of the gift of life is in order. But how long will we live? These past few months, I have been to more funerals and or memorial services than I care to count. My family members, friends, and colleagues are dying. And in the midst of it all, I ask this question. How is it that my 97-year-old aunt is still living and my cousin's daughter, who was age 35, died? After much sadness, weeping, and prayer, I landed on my feet, standing firmly on my biblical foundation that the promises of God are real. There is comfort in knowing that when we go home to be with the Lord, our work is complete here on earth. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's Psalm 27 and 1 the New International Version. God knows the exact day and hour. He will call his children home. It's not an hour too soon, nor a day too late. And so today we're going to talk about Jesus is our lifeline through life and death. When I think about Jesus being our lifeline through life and death, I think about this one particular scripture. This is the scripture that came to mind, and it's Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. And again, it's the New International Version. Verse 13 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Verse 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Verse 15 says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And verse 16 says, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Wow, when you think about that. So our days are ordained. 
And that just goes back to what I said earlier, and that is that God knows the exact day and hour that he will call us home. It's not an hour too soon nor a day too late. When we consider Jesus as our lifeline, we have to consider his birth and why he came to earth, which we celebrate during the Advent and Christmas season. And then we must also consider his death, burial, and resurrection and what was accomplished, which is celebrated during the resurrection and or Easter season. Jesus' birth and death were prophesied in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the New Testament. Jesus is all throughout the scripture. So why did Jesus come in the flesh? Well, Jesus came to save sinners. It's just that simple. He came and died on the cross for us. He bore our sin and our iniquity and reconciled us back to God the Father. John 3.16, which is a verse that most of us are familiar with, if we didn't learn it in in, uh, in Bible study when we were uh, elementary age, school age, we definitely have learned it as an adult and have committed to uh, committed that particular passage to memory. So John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So let's talk about the prophecies of Jesus' birth. So in Isaiah 9 and 6, it says, For us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Christ's first advent was his birth as the Son of God. So let's look at some prophecies in their fulfillment. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son and she will call his name Emmanuel. This prophecy was fulfilled in Matthew 1, 23. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Another passage is found in the book of Micah. It's Micah chapter 5, verse 2. And it says, the Lord says, Bethlehem, You might not be an important town in the nation of Judah, but out of you will come a ruler over Israel for me. His family line goes back to the early years of your nation. It it goes all the way back to the days of long ago. And that prophecy fulfillment we find in Matthew chapter 2. Verse 10, and it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. And then we have another prophecy in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, and it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. This prophecy was fulfilled in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. 
fulfilled by Christ himself. And it says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. So there we have it. We have just a handful of prophecies. There's prophecies all throughout the Old Testament that that are fulfilled in the New Testament, but in the amount of time that we have for today, I can't present an exhaustive study, but this is just some highlights. So we have the prophecies that were quoted in the Old Testament, and then we also have the prophecies that were fulfilled in the New Testament. So just think, the one we just read in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. Christ set the oppressed free. In him we live. He promises that we will spend eternity with him. Christ conquered death when God raised him from the grave on the third day. While our bodies die and decay, our spirit goes back to the Lord. And that's found in Ecclesiastics 12 and 7. Oh, what a blessed promise to live with and to stand on that while our bodies die and decay, our spirit goes back to the Lord. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 8 through 11, I'm going to read those to you, but the preceding verses, preceding chapter 8 in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, preceding verse 8, excuse me, there's a contrast that's talked about what is done at night. So verse 8 will make sense if you know that, that the contrast before verse 8 is talking about what is done at night. So verse 8 starts out with, but since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Verse 9 says, for God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10 says, he died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. And then verse 11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. So that passage says whether we are awake or asleep, and asleep basically means dead, that we've died, we may live with him. So again, Jesus is our lifeline through life or death. So Christ's second advent will be when he returns to gather up those who belong to him. The dead in Christ will rise first, and those who are still alive and are left will be caught up with him. And that is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 through 17. We all will live forever with Christ in the new heavens and the new earth. Isaiah chapter 65, verse 20, 
reads like this, and as I was doing preparing for this episode and looking at the uh, the passages, the caption over verses 17 through 25 reads, new heavens and a new earth. So verse 20 in Isaiah chapter 65 says, never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. And then Second Peter 3.13 says, But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. And then in Revelation 21 and 1, it says, This is John who penned his vision that he received from the Lord when he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos, he says in Revelation 21 and 1, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. The Apostle Paul says it very well in Philippians chapter 1, verse 20. He says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Yes, death is painful, especially when it's a loved one, but there is comfort when we know and belong to Jesus Christ. Death of a non-believer is more, even more disturbing because they missed out on Jesus being their lifeline through life and death. So with that in closing, we enter into this world and we leave this earth. We all know people who have appeared to defy death's knock at the door or we've witnessed miraculous healing that leaves medical professionals standing in awe. Only God knows the circumstances, the day and the hour. When he calls us home, our work here on earth is complete. Let's value the life as God has given and rejoice in the day he calls us home. Jesus died to rescue us from the penalty of sin, which is death. In him, there is salvation. Just as Paul said, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. If we belong to him, then we will spend eternity with him because Jesus is our lifeline. May God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you.